0: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie, and happy
1: Wednesday, guys. We're so glad to be back in Chicago. This is going to be a juicy episode because we're continuing our recap on The Ultimatum Season 2. This episode is on Episodes 6 through 10 of The Ultimatum Season 2, but we have Ray Williams from The Ultimatum Season 1 recapping with us today, and you know she's going to spill some behind-the-scenes tea, how that show is actually filmed,
0: so ooh, we are excited. So excited. She's going to bring such a unique perspective to our recaps because, you know, just like us, like how we've been through Love is Blind, she's going to be, you know, letting us know how her experience was on the ultimatum. So we're excited about that. But before we get into it, Natalie, can we talk about New York City guy? Like, what's how was the weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I was like
1: avoiding this question. I was like, please don't ask. Please don't ask.
0: (laughs) Um, okay. So we had a
1: really good time. If you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, I shared with you guys that, um, I was spending the weekend in New York with New York city guy and, um, it went really well. Like I really do like him a lot. Like I do. I think, I don't know if my last relationship kind of like messed me up. And when I say last relationship, I mean my last public relationship, if you guys know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, i think they know (laughs) (laughs) um where like anytime i feel like there is like a potential red flag or like just a sign of incompatibility i my walls just go up Mm -hmm. and i know it's kind of like an issue with me but i definitely had those moments during the weekend where i was like i feel like we're a little bit incompatible or Mm -hmm. i feel like we're just like a little too different um but I mean, yeah, so I don't know that that part like really scares me. And I think that holds me back to seeing where it could really go. Yeah. I just like recognize that about myself last weekend.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, it's okay to be a little bit jaded from past relationships, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that you're finding qualities that like might be incompatible with yours. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think you should avoid it, but all like, don't make him fit. And I think we've talked about this before. Like don't make him fit yeah. to be the person. But, like, I always say this, like go with the flow, baby, go with the flow.
1: I know, but that's the thing. I can't go with the flow. I, I feel know like I'm can. like Seriously. So the way I date is so different because of my relationship from the show and kind of how like just unhealthy that relationship was and like how yeah. it got to the point of being so toxic that I was like, I just don't want to do that again. But now I don't. I don't trust my own intuition, you know, yeah, or like my thing. own. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. So that's why I'm being like ultra careful, but he is such a good guy. He is so kind. He's a great listener. Um, mm. He just always gives me a lot of like reassurance and validation. He, yeah. you could tell he has a very like healthy, secure attachment style. I love that. i like an anxious avoidant. <laughs> <laughs> Those two can After fit talking fine to together. my
0: therapist. Yeah. So,
1: um So yeah, like he's great. I think like we just like differ in like lifestyle a little bit. Like he's extremely active and he like you could tell he's, you know, loves new experiences and I'm just not really like that.
0: <laughs> Doesn't so, love new just, experiences, but does love is blind.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like after that, I was like, I don't need any more you're, new experiences. Yeah, I was like, I, I have that
0: enough for a lifetime. <laughs> so Dude, it's like I, things like that. Yeah, I totally get that because even in like um me just like talking to people, whatever. It's like I get so attached so easily that I'm like really trying to practice non attachment in just even in situations and like partners or potential partners, whatever it is, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's a hard place to be, but yeah, just keep going, baby. Let's, and you, the more time you spend with him, you'll figure it out. It'll be pretty evident yeah. to you. So
1: we're actually going to LA next week.
0: Yeah, that that's right. Concert. Yeah. I'm so, so sad I'm missing that with you.
1: I know. I know. Oh, I've been like, so great if you could come. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know, we'll just have to see how that goes on the pooping subject, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't go an episode without talking about shit. Come on. Let's okay, go. So
1: I didn't bring it up at all, but I'm going to try to slowly oh, like bring it into conversation on our next trip and see okay. if he's like I could get him like warmed up on talking about, you know, like IBS and poop. I still haven't told him I had IBS. So I don't I think it's that, that I do. You got to tell her. I know. I didn't
0: know how to like bring it up. I was like, do I just like shout it? Like, I'm like, yeah. IBS. Oh, you know what you should do on the very first episode of our podcast? You wore a crew neck that said IBS on it. <laughs> I think that's what you should show up to at the airport in L. A. He's like IBS. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's a perfect icebreaker.
1: No, I. I think I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm gonna get a shirt that says only hot girls have IBS.
0: Yes, hundred percent. I wholeheartedly support that. Uh, he's
1: gonna be like, "What? You're not hot." So, <laughs> so you must not have IBS.
0: You're so annoying. But um, uh, anyway, so
1: I like I just went like we went to brunch and that's when I went. And I was just like, yeah. oh, the line was really long. Like crazy. <laughs> and there was no line.
0: Yeah, he knows. I just like, he probably had direct view to the bathroom. He's like, what line? <laughs> I
1: was like, there's like 20 people in front of me. Nope. Just went immediately in. <laughs>
0: I'm Anyways, dead. Uh,
1: so that's how i got through the weekend good i'm glad it's just like every time we were out i'd just be like oh coffee shop gotta use the bathroom <laughs> i was like oh i just have a small walnut bladder
0: which is actually true you okay, pee that's a lot. true too very yeah, i pee
1: i pee every like 30 to 45 minutes yeah. which i heard is really bad like you should be training your bladder to hold yeah. more pee but you know i'm like you win some you lose some
0: yeah, it's Sometimes like when you break just, the seal every single morning. Like <laughs> you're not even drinking. Oh my
1: God. Okay. It's talking about breaking the seal. You know how there's a saying, like when you drink and you have to use the bathroom, you're like, Oh, I, I broke the seal.
0: Yeah. I used mm-hmm. I used to get
1: it confused with my water broke. So I used to be on dates, like and we'd be like drinking, I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I think my water broke. And I was like, I'm using the bathroom.
0: Oh, you've like flipped it. Uh, I thought you meant yeah, you I used to think- thought pregnant people said that break the seal means my water broke, but it's the opposite. No.
1: Yeah. Like I thought that <laughs> my water broke meant I broke my seal. Like I oh, forgot. I got the sayings confused. That's and so I used funny. to always say like, oh, my water broke. And they were like, what? What? <laughs> and I
0: said that for years. I was going like, to say, how years. old you when you found out that you're saying it Last wrong? Last year.
1: Shut up. Yeah, Ayana corrected me. She's like, Bitch, your water didn't break, you dumbass. And I was like, What do you mean? I was like, Yeah, also, I have to go pee a lot. And what she's kind like, no, friends
0: didn't tell you that that was you're saying it wrong. <laughs> They're like, we're just gonna let that one ride.
1: I know, honestly, I think that's the case. I, yeah, I must I wish- not say it like very often, but I definitely yeah. have said it on dates with guys.
0: Yeah. I wish Ayana no didn't corrected correct me. You. I wish Ayana didn't. Because I wish you would just take that to the grave.
1: <laughs> You're such a mean bitch. Anyways, what's new with you?
0: Uh, Nothing really. I am just, after traveling for so long, I'm so happy to be home and to get a routine going. I'm finally like working out consistently. I'm like cooking more, which I'm not going to lie to you. In my last apartment, I barely cooked. I don't think I even used the oven for the last like eight months in my last apartment. <laughs> really? Swear. Just because like... Uh, we, w- we would always go out to eat or like I would just get like salads or something, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and since my last relationship, like I've just haven't been in the mood to cook. I'm like, it's just not fun to cook by- for yourself. But I found pleasure in it now. I find it so relaxing and like putting energy into my food oh, it makes me happy. I'm like, oh, I like this. Good. Green okay. Things. well, <laughs> good thing we live in the
1: same apartment building because you're going to have to cook for me. I never cook, oh. to be honest.
0: Yeah i I used to I used to cook all the time, and then after the show, I was just like, "Oh nah, I'm good. no, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I used to just eat lean cuisines, <laughs> like the microwaveable meals. <laughs> I'd have nothing in my fridge, but I have like twenty lean cuisines in my like freezer portion. Oh
0: yeah. yeah,, oh my gosh, I'm fucking dead. No more lean cuisine. there's preservatives no. in that shit.
1: I know. I think it honestly, if I die, my body will be preserved for a thousand years because of how many lean cuisines I've eaten.
0: <laughs> it's like McDonald's like those, where it doesn't rot.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I know it has like definitely coated my body with preservatives. So
0: you did. Uh, but yeah, nothing new. Nothing really new. I'm just excited to get back into a routine. I'm feeling myself again. So yeah, yeah.
1: you're looking great. So we love a little healthy girl era. I need Let's to get go. into that with you.
0: Yes, I'm in my wellness era, baby. Yeah, I'm not. I'm in my like chips and
1: salsa era. So I need to like
0: (laughs) Mm, make some changes.
1: (laughs) But anyways, we are so excited for this episode. Like we said, we're so excited to introduce Ray. This is the first time that myself and Deep D are talking with her.
0: And so we're really excited. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. From season two of The Ultimatum, Ray Williams, welcome to Out of the Pods.
2: Hi, I'm so glad that you guys have me here.
0: We are so excited to have you because it's going to honestly, like you have such a interesting perspective on recapping these episodes with us. So we're so excited to have you on.
1: I'm excited. All right, let's get into it. All right. So before we start, um, how did you end up on The Ultimatum season one? Like, I feel like I'm just so curious about that.
2: Yeah. So we were the first season, so it wasn't even a thing. We were kind of the guinea pigs. We had no idea how the concept was going to work. Basically, the way that producers went about casting was they were asking around Austin, do you know of a couple where one part part of the couple is ready to move forward and the other is not? One is more settled. Maybe the other is not. One is looking for marriage and the other is not. Uh, a bunch of people suggested, say, and I, and they were kind of saying, like, Ray's is more ready to settle down than he is, and then they reached out with the concept, like, if you are ready to take the next step to get married, to settle down, start a family, and your partner is not going to this um, show to kind of date other people and figure out if you guys are meant to be together. The way that I was, like, kind of first pitched the show and the way that we thought it was going to be was, like, Everyone was going to be in like a big house. I think I pictured it like we're all in a big house. Yeah. We're all maybe like going on dates, but maybe like staying with our original partner. I didn't fully realize the concept and that it was like a full swap and you'd be in your own apartment. So that was like a shock.
0: So you have no idea that, that you were getting yourself into the situation that you were in.
2: No. So I I read through the contract fully and it talked about like cohabitating with another person. And I thought we were going to all be in like a group house. So I didn't kind of get the full gist of it until I got there. And then Zay and I had to have a conversation to the side where I was like, okay, like, do you still want to do this? Like, we're here. Should we just go through with it? And he was like, yeah, I really, really, really want to be here. And I was like,
1: okay, let's do it. Wow, that's crazy. That's why doing a new show like I don't think I would have done Love is Blind on the first season (laughs) because like I like knowing what I'm getting into. Like I think it would have been (laughs) a really scary concept. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think it would have been a really scary concept like doing a show without having seen a previous season first. So that is crazy. Wait, were you guys all based in Austin then? Because I know for Queer Love, they pulled couples from various (laughs) places across the U.S.,
2: Yes. So we were all based in Austin. And I don't know how they managed this, but none of us knew each other prior. Um, We were all kind of like guessing, like trying to figure out if we like had any connections, if we knew each other. I don't know if they went through our Instagrams and made sure we didn't have mutuals, but I did not know any of them beforehand.
0: Wow. Okay. So how do you feel about like just watching the new season? I just want to know because like I know Natalie and I when, well, for me personally, when I watched like the next season of Love is Blind After Ours, I was like a little bit anxious. It felt so weird to watch it. How yes. do you How do you feel watching it? Watching a reality show
2: that you were on, it's just so weird because you have that like insider perspective of like, okay, this is how the process actually works. Or like, you know how the cameras are set up, you know, like how it goes. So you're kind of watching it. It's like, being at a restaurant and you already know how the food is made. It's like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is so weird to watch. Um, my feelings watching season two is um, I had a hard time kind of getting into it at first. Um, there's some characters that I do like, and I just kind of know how the editing works going into it and how the process works. But I, I really liked the first few episodes with Lisa, and um, I'm sad that she had to leave early.
1: I know, she brought the drama, right? And, and you kind of fire. see it at the reunion too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You she's see it at firing. the reunion too, but um, we talked about this in our last episode when we recapped the first five episodes of season two. Mm-hmm. We were like, you know, producers were pissed that she had to go. Because yeah. I feel like the other couples, I don't want to use the word boring, but I feel like they're more, um, I think aside from Antonio and Roxanne, I feel like the other couples are kind of like, they don't like really starting drama or they yeah. don't like really like really putting themselves out there, I felt mm-hmm. like. So I don't know. It just it, it definitely was a different vibe than your season. I feel like you guys were kind of all like open and <laughs> kind of just like put it all out there and really took the experiment for like I think what it was at the time of like mm-hmm. you really try with your partner or see if there's something there. I, f- I didn't feel that with this season.
0: It's interesting, though, because uh, it it like really depends on the cast. You know what I mean? Had also um, the couple not have left because of the pregnancy, mm-hmm. I feel like it could have added a layer of like, I don't know. It would have been interesting to have them in because I feel like there'd be more layers and maybe some romantic connections. But it really depends on the cast and the chemistry, yeah. you know, and I, yeah, the chemistry and the swaps were definitely lacking.
2: I I kind of agree with you on that. Also something that I did reply to someone who was like, oh, I don't like season two of The Ultimatum. They seem more reserved during their swaps. I was like, notice how you guys dragged us on season one for months and months and months. Oh, right. And I feel like people want reality TV to be how it was in the early 2000s, like unhinged, crazy, a little bit more open. But they also forget like people have to like live after on social media and deal mm-hmm. with, like, the constant, like, feedback. So I think that keeps people, like, more reserved. That's, like, a point that I brought out. I was like, maybe they're not fully, like, diving into the swaps because they're very aware of, like, how season one was perceived.
0: That's so true. 100%. because Yeah. Yeah, like, the old, um, the, like, real world, like, the challenge, yes. all of these, like, reality TV shows, internet wasn't interneting then, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, much harder now when you get, like, all of the opinions and the backlash.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think people are more conscious of that going in.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I
1: feel like that parasocial relationship just wasn't there back in the day. You just kind of mm-hmm. watch the show and then it kind of mm-hmm. ends. But now you got you know Instagram and TikTok and where you could like comment back to people. So mm-hmm. and you know send them like private messages and mm-hmm. and so I think it's just like a different world. But you're totally right. We actually talked about that about um, Love Is Blind season four after the altar where it was less drama than the previous after the altars. But mm-hmm. I think what's happening is the cast is learning from previous seasons mm-hmm. what not to do so they don't receive like the same sort of like feedback yes. and backlash cuz we've all been in the position it gets really overwhelming when you get so much like negative backlash um, yeah. on social media.
0: So wait, Ray before we get into the recap though, like what what happened on your season or what was the backlash that you're getting?
2: Oh yeah, so um what happened on my season was we didn't fully understand what we were getting into. And we were all people that were used to dating monogamously. So then Mm -hmm. we go into this and then the producers are like, okay, you guys are broken up. We all didn't really take it like that. We're like, "Mm, okay, we're single for a few weeks, but we were still talking to our original partners, like checking in with them. Everybody, each couple had their own boundaries as far as like the physicality of it. Um, Like, for instance, they and I, we agreed that we were allowed to kiss our partners, but nothing else. So when he went a little bit further, that, like, really triggered me, which you see at the reunion. I think with me, the thing that was the hardest was Jake and I had the most genuine connection. We had the best connection out of all the swaps. And I feel like we got a lot of pressure from production just because of that. But also, we just genuinely really clicked. And then I just felt terrible because I know that that, like impacted april and then april and colby yeah. had a friendship so she's kind of looking at jake like running off into the sunset and then her and colby are just kind of like friends kind of just going through the show together supporting each other and then um the thing that i would like to clear up is that jake and i did not hook up um and and you know there was something that happened off camera between jake and april where she was seeking comfort from someone else outside of filming another man, and. It was like physical and Jake felt completely betrayed by that. But then also it's like, Hey, blurred lines. We're in this experience. You're sleeping next to me every night. It's like, yeah, April did what she did, but she would not have done that if you guys were not on the ultimatum. You get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. 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 You have to be in like that mindset. And it's so funny, the concept of it. And me and Natalie talk about this, like it is such a difficult thing. Like, I don't think we would have been able to do it. So kudos to you for going through that experience. Because honestly, it's not like it's like a, like a light switch where you're like, okay, now you're off and your feelings just go away, like immerse yourself into this new partner you just got, you know, like, that has to be the hardest thing ever. So kudos the girls to you were that. crying
2: a lot off camera and comforting each other. And then I noticed that a lot of people kind of commented on our season. Like you guys are delusional. Like, how are you guys okay with it? I'm like, we weren't, mm-hmm. we just put on a brave face and went through it. And then when I saw Lisa getting all the backlash, like obviously she should not have like put her hands on, um, Brian, yeah. but the way that Lisa reacted, I was like, that is how most women would feel on internally, whether they show it or not.
0: Yeah. And she was pregnant. So I'm sure she was like yeah. hormonal too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah that's why i kind of excused it but at the same time the things that she was saying i was just like oh my god these are very uncalled yeah. for statements <laughs> um, my
1: thing was I, I probably would have felt like what she was portrayed like internally i think it yeah. was like tough because i was like i don't think you should ever put your hand like on a partner type of thing but yes. um it just shows i think that scene showed like shit it's like really hard it's not just like Because, like, I think to the viewers, you're like, well, you're in the ultimatum. Like, he's allowed to date whoever he wants. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, that's not how, like, real life works. You still, you know, you're like, that guy still owes me loyalty. Yeah. You know, you talked about how watching season two, you kind of, like, see the editing piece. What did Mm -hmm. you, I guess, did you see where you felt like editors played a part in certain scenes on this season? Yes.
2: Um, I think that with the characters, they kind of made them a little bit one dimensional, where it's like Kat is the pushover. And Antonio is the one who's just swooning for Roxanne. Roxanne is Miss Business. Alex is, you know, I don't have a word for how they edited it. Is he Mr. Business? <laughs> they <But> also <laughs> I business, know. but I, I think <laughs> it did kind of make them like one dimensional.
0: Yeah. Little bit.
1: Okay, I agree. Because I feel like at the reunion, there was a clip of Kat that played where she says to Roxanne, like, I don't think like what you're saying is coming from a place of good intent. Mm -hmm. And then they took that out of obviously the actual season itself. But I was like, I think that shows like Kat kind of like sticks up for herself. She's not like this agreeable, timid person. Right. Again, they probably took it out to make her seem like she is this...
0: Like she kind of just like nods and agrees. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see that she's not like that at the reunion. Yeah. Um, So you're, I think you are right. They're making them into these like
0: boxed characters. Characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it kind of makes sense too. like, even in our season, they want to see the progression of each person. So they're like, okay, let's have these people start off this way and see if there's any like progress to who they want to become. Or if like, You know, they learn something from their partner, but. One question I did want to ask you was the craziest part to me is the switch. When you guys all sit down in these different <laughs> little things, right? The, yes. I feel like the switch, like during that time, it's like so much longer and it gets edited down to like ten oh, minutes. Oh, the choice you mean? The choice, the choice. The choice. I'm sorry, the choice. And the choice so, is
2: the most uncomfortable thing. <laughs> it
0: seems so it's uncomfortable watching it. And I'm we're only watching like little bits and pieces, but was it like a lot longer? And was it like, is it harder? Like, are you guys like contemplating? Is there like pushback? Like, no, I don't want you to be my partner or like that kind of thing. Did you experience that?
2: Yeah, well, for season one, it was more complicated. I think for season two with Lisa and Brian leaving and then them Mm -hmm. just kind of like swapping how they did, it was easier for them. For us, we had two proposals. We had a lot going on. And the way that it's set up is they put you at this long table and the seating is very strategic. And then they're okay. like, I need you to stand up and say a good five to 10 sentences about why you want to choose the person that you want to choose. Because at first, I think I can't remember who it was who went first, but like we stood up and we were like, okay, Jake. And then we sat down there like, oh, no, 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 no. You need to stand up and you <laughs> are going to be sat directly across from your original partner and from their original partner. And you're going to say every reason why you want to do a trial marriage with this wow. person. When I tell you guys, I was shaking and I, then I was watching too. season two and I was like, it's so uncomfortable but you're prompted to do that it's you have to list reasons why you made your choice
0: yeah so wow. it looks like you're just
2: like gushing about this person and it's like Ugh.
1: do you also have to talk like kind of negatively about your ex too i feel like at the choice they always talk about like what their partner or their current partner is lacking mm-hmm. and why like their new partner makes a better like why they chose them like is that prompted too um the way that we were prompted with that is just what
2: is something that you feel like you're missing in your relationship that you want to work on um but of course it's edited so you could say um like i like for this is just a total example i could have said something like i wish that zay and i could um work on our communication and after the swap i'm looking forward to working on listening to each other more but the way it could be clipped is I'm looking forward or Zay and I would need to work yeah. on communication and then cut in clip of me talking about how Jake is
0: a good communicator. So it looks yeah. like I'm just like, Does that make like sense? your partner has your yeah. new partner yeah. has the things that Zay was missing. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. See that. Oh man. That is the hardest thing ever. If I had to sit there and listen to my partner, talk about everything that I was lacking and how this new partner had it, I'd be like, I'm leaving right now. Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> but you know what I was thinking about? I think when it's like prompted I feel like it would hurt less instead of you just like saying like, blah, 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 blah. Because you just know everyone has to do it. I think the way it's edited on the show is it just sounds like you're kind of like saying, my partner's lacking this. And this (laughs) is why my new partner is great. But, you know, I think we heard this from Tiff from Queer Love. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, it's way longer. And so I think about how quickly it happens on the show, like the choice. And I was like, so much must be cut out. Like, it can't be yeah. this, like, all this just, like, short, intense, everyone's, like, looking at each other type of thing. I don't <laughs> well, know. Well,
0: Ray, to Natalie's point, did did it soften the blow for you? Like, y- that you were prompted yes. instead of...
2: Uh, yes and no. I was holding um, Madeline's hand under the table. I was shaking. It's just a very uncomfortable thing. And I felt, when I was yeah. watching season two, it just looked... I just, uh, I think for me, when I watched The Choice, I think the person who I saw like I related to is like Antonio, just like the look on his face when
0: Roxanne was choosing Alex. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah, yeah I was going to say PTSD. Yeah. You know, and you know what's even wilder is those ladies nights and um, the guys night. I'm like, why are you being so cruel and putting them all in a room to talk about their partners? Is it as awkward as it is
1: on TV? I feel like it's just like so weird that they're telling each other about their partners especially roxanne and kat yes i was like what like i would be i'd feel so weird first of all roxanne saying like oh you know like alex wants to hook up and like cat's right there yeah i don't know and then you know roxanne being like hey like your boyfriend lies a lot i don't or you know it's just like weird yeah we it's, girls night is just like the
2: worst it's it's reality tv genius i mean you've got girls that are staying the night with each other's original <laughs> partners. Throw in a bunch of alcohol, put them across from the person that they're like trading with, and then just let it, let it roll, let it fly. Um, The way that we were prompted for those scenes is it's like, talk about what's going good in your trial marriage, talk about what's not going good in your trial marriage, and talk about something that you think, like a positive constructive criticism for your person's previous, this show's so confusing, for your person's original partner that they could work on when they go back with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's how the conversations went. But it's just obviously it got very messy both seasons.
0: Yeah. What can I tell you? I feel like I I said this on the uh, the last episode when we recapped episodes one through five. But um, I think because there wasn't as many romantic connections in this season. I feel like your season one, your season was a lot harder to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, Because in this season, I felt like weirdly as torturous as those nights were the ladies and guys night i felt like they actually learned a little bit about their their partners that they came into the ultimatum with which i was like okay i kind of i like that they're growing a little bit Mm -hmm. some conversations were just ridiculous but um Uh, alex and antonios literally can we
1: talk about that after
0: this because uh (laughs)
1: Okay, first of all, so we start with episode six where Roxanne is confronting Alex about um, is confronting Alex about telling Antonio like she doesn't respect him or like he thinks that Roxanne doesn't respect him. That was okay. That fight made me dislike Roxanne and Alex at the same time. And I don't even know how that was possible. I agree. Like, do you think that Alex shouldn't have told Antonio how he felt like that Roxanne didn't respect Antonio.
2: I think that Alex had every right to say that. And that's what the prompt is. That's what you're supposed to do on guys night and girls night. As someone who filmed the show, you're supposed to share that. I think Alex could have definitely presented it a lot better. And I yeah, think too. that the disconnect there was Roxanne was thinking that Alex definitively said, Roxanne said, she doesn't respect you. Where I took it as Alex was saying, I feel like based on the way she speaks of you, she does not yes. respect you and then roxanne yeah. was also talking about alex to cat so while mm-hmm. she's mad at alex yeah. it's like, well, you were also divulging and and giving your opinion to cat so exactly. you guys were both doing the same thing i just think that maybe alex could have like softened it a little bit for antonio because antonio is a
0: sweetheart yeah Yeah, I think that's... You nailed it. I think that's exactly what it is. The way Alex delivered it was, I think, what hurt Antonio so much. And he wasn't giving, like, constructive details on, like, no specifics on exactly what he meant by disrespect. Because it can be... It's so open-ended. Yes. I know. That's what was pissing me off
1: about Alex, is, like, he wasn't giving examples of, like, you know, like, hey, you... She, like, you know, says some things, like, you could work on, like, constantly or things like that. I was like, yes, you're sharing your thoughts, but you're doing, like, calling, saying that Antonio is Roxanne's whipping boy. I was like, what the fuck does that do? Like, that's not constructive. Like, you're just being kind of, like, an asshole at that point. And that's why, like, I do agree with you. I think Roxanne is in the wrong by not realizing she did the same exact thing by talking about Alex to Cat mm-hmm. and negative things, mm-hmm. yep. but it was her thoughts and her criticism and, yeah. you know, um, but also Alex, I feel like is so, I feel like he thinks so highly of himself. He doesn't realize where he like kind of like fucked up. Like he yeah. d- has no consideration of how he like delivered the message either.
0: Yeah. He was, he was intending to hurt. He was intending to hurt Antonio and not help him in his relationship. You know, I think that's the difference. Yeah. Really.
2: I feel like Alex is the type of person who is like, as long as I'm being honest and expressing my thoughts, honestly, I'm not in the wrong without realizing maybe he could have softened it a little bit. He's like, well, I'm telling my truth. I'm telling the truth. But it's like, well, you could have maybe worded it a little bit better because it's just a sensitive situation.
0: Yeah. Speaking of fights, what did you guys think about James and Ryan's fight? That just came out of nowhere, remember? Okay, I
1: kind of like, I kind of laughed during that in the beginning because Ryan comes off so sweet and then all of a sudden you see like the night cam where she's all like, like she kind of likes like standing her ground and like talking back to James and I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what, good for you. But it was like a definitely a different side of Ryan than, Mm -hmm. you know, on that, you know, on the more formal footage. Yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think she was just so fed up like she was just like dude like all I did was wave my hands and I get it that's probably a trigger for James and right. it just shows how he's unhealed but i was just like wow this this conversation's escalating so so much but it kind of reminded me of my ex-boyfriend we were very toxic and i was like we're talking in circles and there's no solution here like yeah. let's just go to bed you know I, I think it, I did kind of feel
2: for Ryan in that situation because I have mm-hmm. dated, I dated, obviously Zay had childhood trauma and you can only be there for someone if they let you. So for seven years, James did not explain his triggers. He did not explain where his triggers came from. So Ryan, you know, waves her hands around and she's unaware that that's a trigger and he reacts to it. And she's like, well, that's not fair because he wasn't opening up.
0: Right. Yeah. That's so true. No,
1: I agree with that too. I I was in a relationship like that too. And it's like, it's tough because you want to be understanding. Mm -hmm. But also it's like, you have to also look out for like your mental health because like that has an impact on on you. And so I definitely felt for her. Um, I was shocked at what James revealed, Mm -hmm. like when he mentioned that he um, self-harmed. It was um, since age nine, like that was... Uh, I can't believe he revealed that for the first time on TV to Ryan. Like that yeah. was like the moment where you told her. Because I was like, not only are you telling someone that you've been with for so long that... Yeah. Scared that she would judge you, but you're also doing it on TV.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I think when you get pushed to a certain point, every conversation that you have when you're filming, there's always this noise in the background. Like I'm on camera, people are going to perceive this. But once you hit an emotional yeah. threshold, it's like fuck the camera, I need to express this. And I feel like that's kind of where the, like, they were at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope that maybe people can see James like opening up about that and mm-hmm. maybe feel like they can open up to their partners about it. Like hopefully before it gets to that point,
0: like before years yeah. and years. Yeah i like the show for that reason because i think like it brought james to the point where he could express those like you know traumas to ryan but on ryan's side though i mean as understanding as she can be it doesn't mean that she has to tolerate it if he's Mm -hmm. unhealed you know i truly believe that but i don't know it's interesting
1: yeah but that was um it's I don't know why before that scene, I thought like Ryan and James, like I couldn't really understand like what problems they had. Right. It more felt like James wasn't. Cause I was like, maybe he doesn't want to get married. Cause they're so young. They're, you know, like they were like 23 mm-hmm. when they filmed this. And I was like, maybe it's just more like a maturity thing. But yeah, I feel like when he revealed that I was like, okay, there's like definitely way more going on in exactly their relationship. More. I was surprised that they kind of like did not address it at the reunion. I mean, I I guess I understand why too. It's a really sensitive subject, but then they get into like James after dark, and I'm like, what? Like he just revealed this huge thing, <laughs> this serious thing on the show, and then like the next update we hear is like this compilation of how he's into like mid level bondage.
0: I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then the game I literally was playing. so confused. And the games that they yeah. were playing at reunion, I was just like, okay, I guess you guys don't have anything to talk about. Let's just yeah. like the, that was oh, the yeah. whiteboard. Yeah, um, oh, that's yeah. funny. So
1: that that was my thing about I think like James and Ryan's storyline, and I was like, I feel like I don't know. Like I was like, what really, what really was like the issue, and was it kind of like solved and addressed? And then he reveals this also this like huge thing that. Impact his life and then you it's just kind of like he reveals and that's kind of it it's just like
2: i'm sure that they have the resolution to that and we just didn't get to see it Um, yeah i think that ryan is extremely supportive and now that she's equipped with the knowledge of his childhood trauma and what he actually went through then they can take the steps they can get him into therapy she can be there and she can be like okay tell me what your triggers are tell me what things remind you of your childhood so i don't you know do those as much and then he can work on being more open like moving forward
1: um, I was really surprised, though, that um, Ryan's connection with Trey had such an impact on Raya. I don't think I realized how, like, I think how much Trey liked Ryan. I First of all, I just thought it was like, oh, it's just kind of like a, more like a crush casual thing. I didn't realize, like, those feelings were like, you know, like, he really did like Ryan. Yeah. Um.
0: Honestly, yeah. I fell in love with Ryan in these episodes. Like, she's amazing. She's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And she's so sweet. I love her accent. I was going to say, like, it's the I accent love her. As soon as she was talking, I was like... It's I was like- the accent. <laughs> yeah, she has that, like, like, southern sweet charm to her. I'm just like, oh. Because of her, like,
1: because of her accent, going back to James After Dark, that's why I was so shocked at that clip. Because I was like, I thought you guys were, like, like these like christian like they don't have sex because they hadn't moved in together so i was like oh you guys are just like <laughs> oh, you know no. i don't know like no natalie virgins, the quiet ones are always the
2: freaks what i you live mean? in texas <laughs> let me tell you those southern girls those are the freakiest
1: ones yeah, exactly.
2: the, the quiet ones ones you don't expect those oh are the ones God. that
0: are like yeah they're the freakiest and in the <laughs> lady in the sheets freak in the sheets <laughs> That's literally Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was like, "What?" When James was like, "Yeah, I went from like inexperience and mid-level bondage." I was like, "You guys have sex?" I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" It was wild. Um, uh, but anyways, going back to Trey and Raya. Yes. Um, what do you think about this couple, Ray? Yeah, oh, so
2: starting with the whole city conversation, I thought it was kind of odd to me that, um, Raya was like, I want to experience a life in the city for a year and then move to the suburbs. And Trey was like, no suburbs. I was like, that kind of sounds fun to me. Like a year in like a nice apartment, right? You guys are child free. You guys are dating. You guys are like running around the city experiences, new restaurants every week. And while you're doing that, you're house shopping, finding the best house for the suburbs. That's how I would have done it if I was them so that they can both get what they want. But Trey was yeah. just like no, and I was like, yeah, okay. And then of course, you know, we're seeing some conversations on camera for the first time of like, well, what do you want out of a marriage? Where do you want to live? Like, and talking about children and things like that. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, were they not having those conversations prior to filming, or was that a prompt that they were given and they kind of had to have it again on camera? Because I was like, yeah, how are you guys thinking about marriage? But you guys weren't having these like practical conversations. Yeah. Um, I think that we don't see. A lot of like, for me, I I would have liked to see a little bit more chemistry between them. But I also Mm -hmm. think that editing had a huge part in that. And I feel like they're a couple that if you met them in person or had dinner with them, it would probably make a lot more sense. I think there's a lot of love there and a lot of stuff there that we're just not seeing.
0: Yeah. I like that take, actually.
1: Yeah. Well, Trey said something on Instagram where it goes back to the reunion. I know I'm fast forwarding, but when Lisa was going after, well, when Lisa was not owning up to her comments to Raya. Hmm. It, it showed they cut out, I guess Trey had said something to support Raya to like kind of defend her and they cut it out.
2: I have an issue with how much the reunions are edited. Yeah. Because the reunion is supposed to be your time to like break it all down, let it all out, like really discuss things. And like, even like my reunion, like when I'm like screaming at Zay, they cut out what made me like really scream at him. So I look nuts. But I feel like the reunion should be a lot less edited than like the show itself is. I feel like the reunion yeah, yeah. should be where everybody can just hash it out for real.
0: Exactly. Yeah. If This reunion for season two felt a very surface level. I was like, why are we playing games? Like there's a lot of things we need to address here. I agree. But also going back to what you said, Ray, about Trey and Raya, mm-hmm. like playing devil's advocate. I thought about it from another perspective, like with Trey, I liked when he was like, Raya, like you don't even have a plan, you just want to live in the city and like whatever, like mm. it's like I think they would have had to get new jobs. I don't know, this is what I'm in like oh, okay. assuming. I don't know, I'm just assuming this, but I thought from like a financial perspective, like living in the city is like more expensive. So like if they're on a track to buy a home, mm. like is that going to pan out? That that's how I viewed it, but again who knows what their circumstances are right and like if he could just be willing to like compromise like for a year a year rolls by so quickly you know
2: right and i didn't know i think she was i don't know because you know in the first few episodes when lisa's like hooters bitch i don't know if raya was like serving and able to just kind of move around and i don't know what trade did for work so i don't know if they were living in the middle and maybe it was like oh i can switch to this restaurant and you can work from this and we can do that and then move i don't know what
0: there's something yeah, many what their we not but i, I exactly. get what you're saying
2: like if it's not practical i understand why Trey's like no let's just settle into our home
0: yeah but see these are good questions for the reunion <laughs>
2: right or you know another good compromise could have been like you guys get your house and then like one weekend every month you guys get an airbnb in the city and you guys take that Love time that. to like connect talk about your relationship where it's going your marriage and you guys are like going on dates around the city and like doing that for her
0: yeah, yeah, wait! I like that. So you should slide into their DMs and give them that suggestion. <laughs> I know.
2: I follow both of them. I'll just DM them and be like,
0: "Hey, yeah, <laughs> I like that." We just, just like clip
1: a- this podcast and like send it over and be like, "Some ideas." <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> yeah, I I always wondered if like Trey had more reservations about moving, just to like add to Deepti's point, because I remember Raya saying in the earlier episodes how. I think she was talking to James about how she wants to be like wine and dine. Like she expects Mm -hmm. like the guy to like pay for everything. And she goes, obviously like when we're married, it'd be like a split or if something were to happen to my partner, like I'd step up. But I think she was like, for now I expect like the man pays for everything. So I wonder if that goes through Trey's head of like, Oh, it's going to, I'm going to have to afford
0: like the the move and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because she said she wanted her rent paid for and all of those things, but she would pay for, like, electricity and, like, the smaller bills and then groceries, okay. they split or something like that. So,
2: like, a 70-30 but. divide kind of thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Teach their
1: own, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Teach their own. <laughs> I
1: was like, I, I'm curious, though, like, what happened? Like, did they mention at the reunion if... They where they moved or did they stay? I don't remember.
2: I don't remember, and I watched the unit. I don't remember the whole living situation being mentioned at all. Maybe we need to rewatch it.
0: No, I feel like I they didn't. I tried to rewatch it again yesterday. The only thing they talk about is how their wedding is in twenty twenty five. I okay. think, which I really <laughs> liked. I thought I liked that they put it like further in the distance yeah. because they're so young i'm like why are you trying to rush it just have fun yeah like you're so young at 24 25 i had no idea what the hell i was doing with life like yeah i still can't and now they have a baby on the way too so what <gasps> ryan trey yeah
1: I didn't know that. I haven't Wait. like fully creeped on everyone yet. I'm well, like, thank can you. I imagine this? I need to
2: like, check into it. Okay, in what? Let's
1: speed up that marriage. Let's go.
0: I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, no. Trey and, and Raya announced that they- I think you're right.
0: Oh my God. I didn't even know. Yeah. Ryan
2: commented, James commented, everybody commented and said congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. I think it's a boy amazing. if I'm not-
1: It is.
0: We yeah, love a Netflix They did baby. comment about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, Vanessa loves a Netflix baby. <laughs> does.
2: You know what I was thinking? Because I feel like the season two reunion didn't cover a lot. And you've got all these new babies and all these things. I feel like they need to do, kind of like how they do After the Altar for Love is Blind. I would love if they would do like an After the Altar style special for our season and for season two. Just because there's so much that's gone on and that's happened. Um, yeah. and especially Everything- for season two. I want I want more mm-hmm. resolution.
0: Yes, I love that after the ultimatum. Because <laughs> I
1: want to know, like, it,
0: it, like the I feel like the
1: reunion goes so quick, but I want to know, like, who actually got married, like mm-hmm. who's having kids, like who's yes. not together, and like are they dating other people, and yeah. like all the issues they talked about on the show, like was it resolved or how was yes. it resolved? I know I, I feel see like
2: and missing. Antonio's current day today, like
0: I, oh my god, do I, I, really I talk to about see. them? Let's talk about that because there's based on what I saw with their body language and how Roxanne was like interacting with Antonio, like with certain questions, I was just like, this couple is not meant to be together. Like Antonio needs to snap out of it and see that Roxanne is just never going to be the person that is going to make him happy. Like, was I just crazy to feel, feel that way? I feel
1: like he feels really happy with like having this like business, woman because he says it himself he's like Roxanne is out of my league and I feel like he thinks he needs that to be a better he always says like a better man and I feel like he thinks like he needs Roxanne like someone who is I don't know. They they very much confused me especially with the update they get, gave at the reunion. Like cuz I feel like they view each other so differently. I remember Roxanne said in one of the episodes in the later episodes she goes she goes to um Antonio like I'm not one of those girls in their 20s and it's because I'm so much older than you. But then I saw their ages and Roxanne is 31 and Antonio is 30. So I'm
0: like Uh, and also what she said before that comment before the 20 whatever comment i thought it was so rude the way she was like i am in a different league i'm established i'm older blah 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 and i was just like why is this another take to put antonio down literally all he's asking is can you say i love you to me it's not that That conversation did bother me yeah yeah, it's not that fucking yeah. hard. Just say, I love you. If yeah. you truly love someone, that would be really easy words to say. You're literally trying to be combative. That's yeah. that's how it came off to me. I don't know why I got heated, but I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I think I have a soft spot for
2: Antonio. <laughs> in that conversation, I Roxanne kind of reminded me of some guys I know who are <laughs> like, I know it sounds weird, but like kind of hesitant to just say or do things just yeah. for the sake of not doing them in a way. I was like, just say you love him back. But I have a theory, and I don't know why I feel this way. I think that Roxanne is probably softer and sweeter with him off camera.
1: Yeah, could be. I think she puts up a front of like that she is this hardcore businesswoman, and she has to, I feel like in front of the cameras, because she knows it's her like persona. Yeah, she turns Mm. it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she goes a little bit harder. And I don't know if it's like also producer pushed or they're like, yeah. Oh, like they're feeding it in, but she, mm-hmm. I feel like she's repeating it so much that it's like a persona. She's just trying to portray on camera. Right. Even though she is that person, but you're right. I think she is turning it up.
0: But you know what's interesting, though? If I watched the season back, like at the reunion, I thought she would like be a little bit more softer with Antonio and being like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or what, like owned (laughs) up to certain things. But they never asked any of those questions. Like, Antonio, how did you feel when Roxanne was saying these things to Alex's parents and to Alex? Like, none of that stuff was addressed. And I was just like
1: oh, I'm left wanting more, you know? I did see an article where Antonio talks about Alex, like the fight that they had. And Antonio takes it back. He goes, I don't think Alex had bad intentions saying that Roxanne didn't respect me. So he actually said that now watching the show. He goes, I think it was just, I think he said something like, I think it was just like said incorrectly. So I think Antonio knows now like where it came from now watching the things Roxanne was saying to other people. Um, but I, I'm like shocked. They, d- you're right. Like I'm shocked. They didn't address that at the reunion. Like, yeah. You
0: know? And also like, why, why is, uh, Roxanne not wearing her ring? I thought her, her was reasoning strange. was an excuse. It was an excuse. Like, oh, I don't think a woman should have to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how Ryan and the rest of the cast were like, well, why don't you just, uh, get him a ring, like an engagement style ring to wear too. And yeah. she's like, why would you suggest that? Kidding, but I thought that was yeah. What did you
1: think about that, Ray? Like, I know she says, like, she doesn't see a place of marriage in her life right now. Um, but they're engaged, I guess. Actually, I don't know exactly what their like status is. I know Uh, they're together, but I think it's confusing.
2: Maybe I think they'll get re engaged when the time is right for them and it might be more authentic. I think maybe the pressure of the camera made her say yes it feels like she said yes but not yes exactly She said yes um she said kinda (laughs) like like, okay I feel like when someone is like really happy to be engaged they're like
0: you know and they're just a little bit more like
2: there's more of like a glow to it Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it seems kind of like an obligation for her at this point I don't know
0: remember when she was like I have a ring on every other finger but the one (laughs)
2: so it's not like she's not a jewelry girl it's like just not uh, you know i don't know she's an engaged girl (laughs) i think she's just resistant to commitment i don't know what her background is i don't know maybe she was like really hurt in the past by previous partners and she doesn't want to look dumb she doesn't want to look vulnerable she doesn't want to like give her all and like be that like emotional woman who's like excited about love because maybe she's been hurt in the past i have no idea
0: yeah yeah, I don't yeah. Know. there's a lot to there's a lot up for interpretation because mm-hmm. I feel like we don't get the full picture. Like you said earlier, it's like we see one dimensional yes. characteristics of of all of these people. I think she's
2: secretly a lover girl. Mm. I think she's sweet to him in really? private. I do. Yeah. I think so. Otherwise, I don't think he would be there.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think do, she's keeping around right? because
2: if
1: you look at like the the night cams or like the I don't know if it's like hidden cameras. I think that they know that they're, no, they're there, inside. but. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, you could tell she's like right yeah. We didn't have that for Love is Blind, we just assumed that they were, like, hidden were around hidden. the apartment Are you kidding Yeah, me? But we didn't have, like, cameras. They're
2: giant! They're giant cam- they're in every corner Like, they're huge, like, you see them, they can talk to you through the cameras We had somebody Ooh, monitoring like our cameras 24-7 in LA, <laughs> and they could, like comment to you like one time like i f- wasn't thinking and i was like we weren't filming and i was kind of like moving in my room i think it was like in, when i was living with jake and someone said from the camera nice moves ray and i was like okay
0: that's so creepy but i'm kind of glad oh, they did so like you know that, that they're watching <laughs> oh, wait i hate that i know stuff
1: i do like by myself like i'm weird like i'll like just like smell my armpit
0: like, you know <laughs> just, like I'm, like sitting I on the couch the and like, people do that <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> um wait no yeah we didn't have that we didn't have that at all like we yeah. that's why we had so, so much bad. like time alone yeah thank wow. god for
0: that i could not be monitored 24 7 i would no, i wouldn't do that.
1: like not
2: the bathroom like the entryway to the bathroom the kitchen the bedroom oh. like you have privacy in the bathroom only everything else is, is monitored so we, we didn't have Ooh. that that privacy like
0: no wow that's insane. Sometimes,
1: like, when I think about us filming Love is Blind, sometimes I wish there was a camera there because I feel like sometimes, like, context is, is missing or they can't mm. put things in the show because it doesn't make sense. Like, they don't have the footage. Mm-hmm. But if they did, it would make, like, a lot of sense. Like, a, I feel like I never fully explained why I said no on my wedding day. It was kind of just like, right. well, it's just... Because I said he drank too much the night before. And I was like, well, it wasn't that. There was a lot more that happened. Or, you know, in front of the actual cameras, we're acting like everything's great. But behind the scenes, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it wasn't like that. And I think it would have made a lot more sense why, like, Shane and I didn't work out. It's like things like that where I was like, I'm glad there wasn't because I would have been, like, so tense all the time. But sometimes I wish there was because I think you could add more to the storyline or like things make yeah. more sense or you know, I don't know. That's my I have thing a about criticism it. about
2: Love is Blind as someone who's did Ooh. like a
1: different show. I sorry, I just have to like throw this yeah. out there.
2: I hate how much pressure they put on Love is Blind cast to stay together. Um, and, and like they did something wrong if they don't say yes at the altar. I'm like, guys, I get it, it's TV, but like think about this like really, really like logically. You're talking to somebody through a fucking wall, you meet them in person. <laughs> either it's going to work or it's not, it's crazy to even get to that point. And you it's, it's a legal marriage. You would have to go through like an yeah. annulment or a divorce or whatever it is. And I feel like people treat the cast that say no sometimes in such a harsh way. And I'm like, please put yourself in their shoes for five seconds. And also like for like when the women say no, I think it's like, you don't know if this guy was kind of portraying something just because it's on camera. Mm-hmm. also yes. and you're, it's yeah. a good decision of marriage like with the ultimatum we've been with these people for years and like the only person that we're kind of looking at is like our new trial partner like with love is mine you don't know anybody so i think yeah. my criticism is like i hate how people treat the people that say no
0: mm-hmm.
2: sorry and yeah. it's interesting yeah.
0: because i think that's what it is it's like the people who have gotten married from this experience or this experiment i feel like they just got really lucky because realistically like there's no chance you from know love somebody yeah from love is Wine. like that you literally like i just feel like there's no chance that you would and, and there's somebody the in that short of time yeah yeah that's yeah. why and i our love season. our season i like the fact that people chose to leave because leaving people and getting divorces and breaking up is a part of life and when it's right for you you need to make that step and i think yeah. that I think when people say no, it sets a bigger example and a better boundary. I I le- I feel like you can learn more from yeah. from that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really hard when you meet through a TV show, I think getting a divorce and knowing like people are going to have comments and questions about yes. it. I think going still going through with it and not giving in to like public pressure says a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, what are Anyways. you guys' like final thoughts on reunion? Like anything stand out to you? We got to talk about Lisa and Raya. Oh, my God. Yeah, we do.
1: I know we didn't. I I know we touched on it a little bit, but like, damn, Lisa, 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 Lisa. I they really you know what? She should have stayed on the show. I don't care that she got (laughs) pregnant. She should have stayed because like she really she She really like she brings it. Yeah. But uh, can I be honest? I was shocked that she did not say sorry to Ryan. She's just like she kind of like. Double down on what she said, even though she had also formerly worked at Hooters. I loved when Ryan mentioned I, that, So Lisa was formerly worked at Hooters. She's like, I don't care.
0: And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> that was so yeah. funny to me. Wait, what did you think about that situation? Ray? I want you to know your thoughts.
2: I don't know if she maybe she apologized and it was cut out.
1: I don't think she apologized to Raya, though, directly. I think she just said that, you know, it's... Like, she didn't say sorry to Raya. She just said, like, oh, yeah, I wasn't acting like myself, like, Mm -hmm. towards her actions towards Brian. Mm -hmm. But I think she doubled... It looked like the way it was edited that she doubled down on what she said to Raya, and they don't follow each other on Instagram, so I do think that there is some, like, tense... Of course. Like, there's tension between the two of them.
2: And I think Lisa did post something to the effect of, like, She did apologize, I think, to Raya.
1: Oh, she did?
2: Privately. There was a post, she did a paragraph. um, Mm. I don't want to misquote her, but it was something like, I'm going to apologize publicly and I did apologize privately. So I don't know if the unit was just clipped weird, but...
0: Um yeah. Yeah, you could you could see Raya's demeanor completely changed after the first time that um Lisa doubled down. She's like, "Oh, great." Uh-huh. But the Hooters thing really got me, you guys. I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know she worked yeah. at Hooters prior. Like what?" Yeah. Uh
1: I know man. I was like calling someone a Hooters bitch is just, when you also worked at Hooters is just not good. It's <laughs> like it's just not like cuz I was like then like what do you really mean by that? Like what does yeah. Hooters bitch mean to you I don't when like, you used to I work, work like there? Making negative comments about how
2: any woman makes money?
1: Yeah, what yeah that's what I was saying. There.
2: And to that I, think- I also wanted to say I saw some criticism online about Roxanne about people saying, oh, I thought she had a real business. She's just selling pasties. i thought that like, was that is speaking. a real business. No, Women run the fucking yeah. economy. We are the biggest consumer, especially in America. So Roxanne is still, it's still a product. You're still marketing. You still have employees. You're still shipping. You're yeah. still like merchandise. Like yeah. it's still the same thing. You just are trying to like say her business is illegitimate because it's a woman's product. And because it's yeah. like for boobs. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like please,
0: no,
1: 100%. 100%. yeah. I, I saw that too. And I was like, that's bullshit. Because I was all like, she still had to get that up the ground. She still had to like create that product or Vendor's- like distribute it somehow. Like mm-hmm. that's a real fucking business. I, I think it's honestly it. Look, we've all been in the shoes. When you get a less than favorable edit, people just come at you. Let's be real. If this is Ryan and she owned it, owned the pasties business,
0: it would be yeah. a whole different story. People would be like, "Oh, in terms good, like, go, girl, boss!"
2: Right?
1: That's
0: yeah. so true. And like, if good and point. people on the internet sometimes are like sheep. Like they see one or two comments and they're like, "Yeah, yeah,", yeah and they just pile on, pile on, and pile on. You know? Yes. It's like have yeah. an original thought, please. Yeah.
1: I think what was really hard when I saw the original fight Lisa and Brian had, and what Lisa was saying about Raya, is the way she compared Raya and Roxanne. Where she goes, it would have been like you could have been with Roxanne, who would have challenged you, but instead you're with a Hooters bitch who like won't benefit you or like challenge you in any way. So I was like, it sucks if the edit is true at the reunion and Lisa doubled down because it kind of says more about her respect for Raya if that makes sense. Like saying that Raya has nothing to watch to
2: offer to anyone. Basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so when Roxanne tries to like defend Lisa and say, it was your hormones. But I was like, yeah, but that's like besides the point in my eyes when you say something like that. But I'm glad she did apologize, Lisa, because, you know, like I feel like it was needed.
0: 100%. 100% needed. Did Alex and um, Kat surprise you guys that they got engaged or how their story is unfolding? No. No, yeah. I, I'm proud of Alex now. for seeing Kat for who she is. I truly started to love Kat more in, in the later episodes. I love Kat. Um, yeah. Like Thank she, you. he, and he like came to the realization that confidence and, you know, being strong does not equate to how loud you are. Yes. You know, like you can be silent and still be like a strong force. You know, I love that he finally realized that and like, saw her strengths and you know, Oh, I just, I liked that, but hopefully Alex is stepping up to the plate. Cause I think Kat deserves the best. Yeah.
1: Can I tell you about Alex? What kind of like turned me off in the later episodes is when, um, Kat is talking about like what she needs. Like she goes, I need, like, I want to hear the words. I love you. Yeah. Love love language. Alex is like, well, that's not like how I don't feel anything from like words of affirmation. And he goes, right. here's how I like to feel love. And I was like, Alex, I feel like, I don't know if it's because Kat does so much for you or, I don't know, that lack of like awareness just really bothered me type of thing. I think because I've been in that situation before where I'm like, okay, there's not a lot of consideration of like how I want to receive love. Right. So it was just like hard to see that conversation of just like, I don't know, like it has to be equal. That quote
2: that says, love your partner how they need to receive love, not how you need to receive love.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And it's also it's a prime example of how compatibility really does win over love. As much as you love your partner, it's it doesn't matter if you're not willing to compromise and love them how they need to be loved. It's just never going to work.
1: Yeah. So I do think that they're compatible, though, Kat and Alex. I think something about their personalities makes is going to make them work long-term. I hate saying it. I feel like Kat, I really, really like Kat a lot. Even though Alex says like she's timid and quiet, I was like, that's not true. She's just more, I think that she is the smartest person there and that she doesn't let emotions dictate her words and her reaction. She looks Mm -hmm. at everything objectively. The way she speaks is very eloquent. You could tell she takes time to process and she's a nurse. So it's like, imagine her working all day as a nurse and then coming home to like, this freaking chaos drama with like Antonio, Alex, and Roxanne. Yeah. It's like yeah. she's probably just like, I don't know. I think it says a lot of, I really like her. And I feel like Alex doesn't, at least based on the edit and the episodes, mm-hmm. he didn't really see her for like the strong person she is and how yeah. like smart she is by the way mm-hmm. she's able to control her emotions mm-hmm. and speak very objectively and like calmly with what's going on. I yeah. don't know. That was yeah. my
0: take. I, I think in that think... instance, um, Roxanne helped him a lot mm-hmm. to realize that, but go ahead, Ray.
1: Oh,
2: I, I was going to say, I don't think that she's too agreeable. I don't think that she's a yes woman. I think what we're seeing is that she, and especially like working as a nurse, she's an empathetic listener. She's the type to yes. say, to listen and say, yes, yes, I hear you. And then give her feedback after she's had a chance to process it. I don't think she's just a yes woman.
0: Yeah. That's I agree. the way I perceived her. Yeah. Let's not, let's not assume silent or calm or shy, equates to not being smart or dominant or like whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's just like
1: I think it came uh, down to the edit though I think like because Roxanne Alex and even Antonio kept saying like oh she's using words like timid quiet
0: you know Mm -hmm. like her
1: being like nodding all the time and saying yeah yeah and I think that was so highlighted that that was just her like character in the beginning
0: yeah yeah you're
1: right I don't think that's like who she is
0: I love the fact that you said the nodding thing because I am also like Kat where I'm an agreeable nodder. Whereas like when people talk, I'm just like this, but it doesn't mean I agree with you. I'm, I'm sure just like, listening. I'm listening, listening to listening. you. I'm just yes. listening. Like I don't fucking agree <laughs> all the time, but that's a great point that Kat, Kat brought up. She's like, I'm going to work on my agreeable nods. So I'm like, me too, Kat, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's good.
1: Okay, to wrap this up, all the couples at the reunion are together. Yes. Was that surprising to you by any, like, were you surprised that all of them are together?
2: No, Really? I didn't see any switches happening and I really didn't see any breakups happening. And I really hope that all four of the couples are genuinely happy and that they're able to get through all the negative comments that are going to come in for the next six to seven months. (laughs) Um, I think it's boring a little bit for the viewers. You know, we want the switch. We want the we want one breakup. We want to marry. Like we want somebody who's actually married. We want all the drama that we got from season one. But I think this was the best outcome for everyone's mental health.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree. It's a little dull. Okay, I'm glad that they're happiest people.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Before we um, wrap up, what are you working on? How is life going for you? Like. What's been going on in update. your world? Yeah. I have
2: just, um, I mean, I do a little bit of, I guess, influencing. Like I do a little bit of content on TikTok here and there yeah. and Instagram. I have a brand deal here and there. But my main thing is I'm a 911 operator. Um, I love my job. I've been working like 40 to 50 hours a week. I feel really oh. good about the work I've been doing. I'm still located in Austin, Texas. And I do have a new boyfriend. Um, after me and the girl that I was dating We split up. We're still friends. Mm -hmm. I got with him, the one who walked in, the one who stole my headphones. Um, (laughs) And him and I are doing really good. And I'm just doing really good. I think something I do while I have the chance on this platform to speak, want to speak on is um, just as far as like how people perceive these kinetic content shows, because they're so serious and they're so seriously produced. Remember that you are watching someone probably at some of the worst moments. Um, in a very high stress situation and on top of them not being at their best, it is also edited. I did recently, um, I've been really good at blocking out the internet hate because I don't really care, but I did recently have somebody figure out where I live and approach me in person. It was very scary and I had to file a police report and I have a whole lot going on right now. And I just kind of wanted to take the chance to say, guys, it is entertainment, makes a popcorn. Watch the show, laugh, post the memes, post the jokes, make fun of people, but do not take it so seriously to where someone who's like a year out, like two years out, is getting harassed at their home. And I'm still getting negative messages and threats and all that for things that I didn't even do. So just oh, remember yeah. to watch these shows and enjoy them and like connect with people you connect with, but also relax, touch grass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like enjoy the shows, but don't, you know, take it to heart. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I read something yeah. just recently where it was like, it takes a lot more effort to go find the person on social media and leave them a hate comment, rather than just leaving it be just don't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I love that. Because yeah. sometimes people just need to take a step back.
1: Yeah, so, I'm sorry that happened to you, though. Yeah. That is just that's wild. And, yeah. you know, when we sign up for these things, and like, and when we're edited in different, you know different ways, because you know, we have to be boxed into certain characters like villains or, you know, the girl that did this and all this stuff. Yeah. You just never think about like how like our safety and our mental health is put into play. Yeah. So I'm sorry that happened. That is like, not okay. But your that message I feel like needs to be shared like more broadly when it comes to yeah. like these super fans of these shows
0: and like hardcore right. viewers of
2: or super haters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Super haters. Yeah. And that's your safe space. Like that's yeah. that's really shitty. So
1: Well, I'm glad yeah. you're okay. Um, but we just want to thank you for coming on this podcast. I just want to say this, like, Ray, I um you were just very, like, empathetic and intelligent. Like, I'm so glad you came on because I think it reminds Deep D and I that we're not only recapping a show, but we've also been in, like, all these people's shoes at one point. If we've all experienced the backlash, we all know what it's like to be, like, plummeted on social media. Yes. I think it's just a reminder for us to be, like, cognizant of that when we – because we go hard on some of these characters, too. And we forget that one time we were characters on a show. And I call them characters because it's, like, one dimensions of us. Yeah. Um so it's just like a good reminder of us to like be kind as we recap Absolutely. and just think about how we've been in their shoes at one point. So yeah. I just want to you, you
0: humanize the show. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you on social media?
0: Oh, uh,
2: Ray.Williams on Instagram. And then I'm on TikTok. I think I'm cooler on TikTok. Um, more <laughs> like unfiltered on there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you again so much. And we hope you come back soon.
0: As always, we absolutely love getting your thoughts. So send us your comments to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and
1: subscribe because we love reading your reviews. See you next Wednesday. Bye.